but what's the vision for your family? Where do you want to see your kids when they, you know, when they turn 18, when they go off to college, when they go and they fulfill what God has in store for their life? Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply it to our everyday lives. We're so glad that you chose to listen in with us today. We're talking about something that is so vitally important to any family dynamic, and that is correction. And it's very important, though, that whenever correction does happen, that the person who's doing the correction doesn't correct out of hate or out of anger, but corrects out of love. And the person receiving correction doesn't put up any walls, but is open to hear what is being said. So that's something that's very, very important. And I can just say from my sister and I's life that whenever our parents corrected us, we had a choice to make. But at the same time, we knew, and looking back on it now, we know that our parents truly loved us because of one thing, because they corrected us. So that's what we're talking about today. So let's jump right in, take a listen. So get ready. Episode three of The Conversation. Alrighty, guys, here is our scripture for this podcast. You ready? Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all this. Proverbs 3, 5 through 12. Wow. So can you go back to verse 1? So, Go. (laughs) <laughs> it was yeah, the, it was right. the B part of that yeah. of that verse. So, and how many salad dressings do you have? No, hmm? I don't get that joke. No, wow. whenever you go to the restaurant, you're like, what are your salad dressings? And they list off fifteen. And then oh. you're like, can you re- repeat that for me? I'll take ranch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we're focusing on the last part of that verse, which is. The last part. Yeah. So the last part. The last part of which verse? What was it? Read, it's, are we, what, are we, are we live? Yeah. We've been yeah. going now for like. Yeah. Okay. We're like, live. <gasps> I said like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, it's correction. That was the last part of the verse. It's, but don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all of this. Why Go so since I can start, <laughs> since I normally start. Yeah, so normally. Hey, we've just one. Just talk. So, well, <laughs> I go back time. to thinking about when we were raising our children. That would be you two, and wow, there was a few times that we had uh, what's called a love rod, and <laughs> you guys would need some extra loving, and so we would. Uh, the older that you, the older you got, um, there was times when we would would say, you know, there was needed some correction, and we would just simply tell you, okay, go get the love rod, and meet, on, and I'll meet you in your room. And so you would, I had it in a place in our closet where it was easy for you to get. You, it was a fashioned after a ping pong paddle, only it was about an inch thick. Yeah, thank you, our Uncle first John. Ping pong paddle broke. <laughs> Um, through the years because wow. uh, we that were... Because it's so much 
we oh were. Oh my goodness. Because of abuse. <laughs> broke? Well, because ping pong paddles are real thin. You heard, a, you heard really it here thin. first, ladies and gentlemen. So we had another one. We had an uncle who fashioned one for us that would, it's still good today. It looks brand new. But it has had lots of use. I remember it. It is really thick. But <laughs> one heavy. thing that you're, and I'll, I'll, I'll let dad talk for, for him, but it was the principle behind uh, behind the act. Uh, we were obeying obeying God as parents to love our children by disciplining them. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times when I see parents of young children say, use excuses. And I, I was there too, as a, as a mother of young children, I would, oh, they need a nap. You know, your kid's just kind of out of control. Oh, they just need a nap. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, they need a spanking. You know, you just need to give them what they need. And there was times when everything would be going fine. One of you would need something and I would uh, give you a spanking and our day just turned around. It was like the clouds parted and the sun came out, the, the, the rays came down, you know. It's like, why did I wait so long? And so it was just, I know that was just a lot of mishmash in that whole story. So yes, correction is yes, right. Correction yeah. is good. Correction is, is discipline. Correction is love. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I loved you guys a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just read in that verse that, that God says, I, I love those who I correct. And, you know, if I correct you, that means I love you. Mm-hmm. And the way, and for me, I, you know, I just, I take the Bible at what it says. I don't try to theorize about it or, or try and get doctrinal with it. I just take it at face value. And God, you know, said that, the rod of correction will drive foolishness far from them. So he gives us the, the right thing to do. And we've seen parents, you know, I, I agree with Nicole when I see a kid, you know, well, they just need a nap and, and they're being, really, they need corrected. Yeah. You Sometimes know. their mom needs a spanking. And, and, and they need. <laughs> or the parent. You know, their mom needs to love their child in that way. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and so your mom and I would, when we would come and correct you, we would say what the Bible says that okay so this is what's going to happen you know and we never corrected you in anger and those types of things we tried we always waited until we mom and daddy sometimes needed to calm down (laughs) before we go to your room and we'll meet you there. (laughs) yeah go to your room and we will meet you there sometimes it felt like it this (laughs) is a road session and then we would come in and and we would quote that scripture that the Bible says the rod of correction will drive it far from you. So we like to say that, you know, when, when the love rod is applied here to your backside, <laughs> then foolishness comes out of the heart. Right. It's an amazing thing that happens. Right. And nothing else works that well. Mm-hmm. You know, you can ground your kid uh, a thousand months and, and you won't get the kind of effect that yeah. you'll get from right. the love rod being applied. Right. Yeah. And plus the love rod's a whole lot quicker, you know, and it, and, and it's amazing how God recommends us. And yet he put all that padding back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, he made it in I such a way that, <laughs> wow, he made it and he designed it in such a way that he knew that it would make the point, but not hurt the child, you know, not hurt. So anyway, but then, but then the other side of that was, you know, that your mom and I said, you know, the Bible says that God doesn't love us. If he didn't correct us, he, he corrects us because he loves us. Right. Okay, so that means if I don't correct my child, mm-hmm. I mean, what's the opposite of that? So, and, and nobody loves them. 
and your mind and nobody yeah. lives <laughs> on top of you you know we wanted our children to Little be pains. a blessing to be around and we, yeah. that was a prayer from 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 when they were still in the womb that they would be a blessing to everyone that they came in contact with and that they they would have um, a, an undis, a peaceful and undisturbed composure and that that's a scripture in the bible but yeah. but i want to hear from our kids yeah. Yeah. who were the recipients right of this kind of dis- discipline on the receiving and, end and this kind of love so literally ha- so it wasn't too many years ago so i'm sure it kind of, you kind of remember some of it but would you raise your children it's been at least five years <laughs> oh my goodness it hasn't been that long ago it hasn't been uh, it's definitely been longer it's than been that 10, walk in 18 10, years old years, years, bend over 10 to 12 years <laughs> Because you said we still have the love, love rod, but where is it? It's oh, in it's a box packed. in the it's attic. Ready for you know? the next it's, generation. Not, it's not like it's sitting but on we our can do anything. Because, you know, God's, God's <laughs> faithful and his mercies continue on to the next generation. So see, our love rod does too. Yes. So we're just uh, like so God We're just that. waiting to hand we're it just, down here. We hand down <laughs> the love rod. But tell me, Zach and Becca, uh, what was your thoughts as children being disciplined the way that you were being disciplined? I'm not ready yet. Either. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember um, when <laughs> I did have, uh, just 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 to let let our audience know, we did have one overt child and one covert child. Yeah. And the overt child did get quite a lot of spankings. I was so overt. I was <laughs> covert <laughs> because, <laughs> because she would yeah. tattle on herself, and her teachers would even come to me and say, "You know what she did was not really that offensive, but." She came to me, so I had to give her. I had to give her the correction uh, for it. uh, So when we got home, uh, I had to follow through (laughs) with with the love rod. But and then Zach would be very covert and just big old smiles. And the next morning, I nobody knew my background. The next morning, I would find the red mark, and I'd be like, "Why?" So that was my fault for not (laughs) checking the. the in, planner in your daily planner because yeah. i always but knew you like to start your day off with honestly a good <laughs> we've been we've been great like buddies for that in that system what of like saying? backing each other up and in, in like not hiding things but helping each other out because we are different in that area <laughs> we've always been different in that area yeah mm-hmm. like i remember one time mom was vacuuming in the like living room hallway area in kentucky when we lived there and um i came out of my room and I was just like crying. I had this sad face. And I was like, Mom, I did this thing and I need corrected. Like, don't you want to give me a spanking or something? <laughs> and she was like, Becca, just go back to your room. Like, you just get back to me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, it felt like you had already disciplined yourself enough. Yeah. So, um, right. right. Well, I re- that's what we were going for that heart change. Yeah. I remember one, one day it was at Summit Church, also in Louisville. <laughs> and. We had that tub of candy from the outreaches mm-hmm. um, that we kept in the kids' room. And so I walked into the kids' room, you know, because it had the um, the different flavored Tootsie Rolls, the small ones, you know, mm-hmm. the orange and the pink and the, the and green yellow, and like the yellows. Ones. I hated the blue ones because they weren't fruity. They were cream. And I was like, Ugh. disgusting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, why? Why not blue raspberry? But anyways, and so I remember I walked in. But it was right because I think I had already had a Wait, couple is pieces. Is this story deserving a spanking? Because I don't, I don't see it. Well, you will. Did you steal candy? Let me. Uh, <laughs> like, is that it? Let me, <laughs> let me give the point here. I had already had a couple pieces of candy that night, and Mom looked at me and she was like, "You're done. No more candy." And so, 
it was like that just passed straight through my system and i was like okay so, so i one, ran back went into one ear and out the other basically and so i ran in and i grabbed candy and i just started like popping in these tootsie rolls and then did you od on tootsie rolls you, <laughs> Almost. You were a horrible but child. Yeah. You ate candy. Very bad. When mom said not to. Yes. <laughs> wow. But then mom, I, I came walking out of the kids, the kids room and I was sho- and I was shoving the, the Tootsie Roll wrappers mm. in my pocket and mom <laughs> was right there as I was doing it. And I was like, snap. And so mom, you didn't just say you're going to get a love rod. You asked me to pull all of the wrappers out of my pocket and you said you're getting a spanking for every piece of candy that you ate. Oh, so my goodness. that was Nine so, so you swats. Hand it, you hand it to them, and this is the story he comes up with. I'm like, that's I, I the can one think of a lot story. Right? No, like, I <laughs> mean, like, like worse stories than rolls. that. I understand yeah. that I have worse stories, but that was the one that scarred me in terms of consistency what? and the swatting. Well, it was the deal. nine you consecutive. Know, that was... I, my heart right now wow. is going back to not you the counted? fact that you wow. ate the candy. <laughs> not the fact that you ate the candy. But yeah. the fact that you tried to hide it. Yeah. yeah. That to a parent. Real big thing. That to humans, to God. Mm-hmm. That's what really is is the hurtful part of the of the disobedience. Amazingly, and this <clears throat> is what the love rod, what we call the love yeah. rod, you know, the rod of correction. This is what it will do, is it will change the heart, mm. which is really what, what we want to see change. Because you change the heart, you change the action. And everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, but we, but you know, that's what you're going for when you, when you're a parent and you're correcting your children, you want to see that complete heart change. And I'll tell you something that broke my heart was, um, a friend, good friend of mine, um, had, good. had two, he had two, two children that had grown up and were a little older. And then later on in life, they had a younger girl. Well, by the time, by the time they had her, um, he just looked at me and he said, he said, I'm like putty in her hands. He said, I just, I give her anything she wants. And he just looked at me and he said, man, I will never be able to, to spank her or, you know, or, or no. apply the rod of correction. And I just looked at her. I just thought, looked at him and thought to myself, she's going to be a holy terror. Ooh. I mean, if you don't get a hold of this because I'll never forget what John Tash, he was a children's pastor back at Victory Church in Tulsa years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've never forgot he said this. He was one of our Bible teachers in Bible college. Yeah. He, he said, um, better for them to cry a little now than for you to cry a lot Ooh. later. Wow. And it was such a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. I, n- I never forgot what um, Jesse Duplantis said. Um, Cause he was, you know, telling stories about how much he loves to bless his kids, how much he loves to bless his grandkids. And, 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 uh, a lot of people looked at him and would ask him, you know, well, man, they're spoiled, aren't they? You know, cause like they get a lot of, you know, gifts and all that. Cause you know, he just loves on them and just blesses them and everything. And, and he said, he said, no, they're not spoiled because you don't spoil a child by blessing them. You spoil them by not disciplining them. Yeah. Um, because that wow. is, that is going a di- that is going the distance of telling them basically, I mean, you're letting your kids run their own lives at an age when they have no idea how life works even at this right. point. And so there's direction that needs to be taken. And so that's why I loved, um, as painful as it was, <laughs> I mean, you all exactly like what you had said earlier, dad was that you all never disciplined us out of anger. Mm-hmm. And 
I see so many parents also, and granted, a lot of times if a kid throws a fit, sometimes it's in a place and the parents are just, they're embarrassed because their child's throwing a fit, right. probably like in the food court at the mall or maybe like, yeah. you know, at Chuck E. Cheese or something. And so like you see the parent act out of, in, out of embarrassment. embarrassment instead of out of love. Yeah, wanting to yeah. help their child mm-hmm. learn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so I loved that you, both, both you and mom never... Um, never disciplined us out of your emotions. You were never led by that. You were always constant whenever it came to correction because you knew that, you know, these are just small little tweaks that we're making that are going to set you up for something great in the future. Because if you all hadn't corrected us on those, on, on those things that may not have seemed a big deal, just the small things as just a little rebellion or not being instant obedient right here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can just, I mean, and I'm sure Becca feels the same way about this, that that really just revolutionized um, the way that we serve and the way that we live whenever it comes to authority, that whenever somebody tells us to do something, we need to be instant obedient. Yeah. Because yeah. it could save your life, really, oh, yeah. to go to the extreme, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I'll never forget, Sharon, you know, Pastor Sharon Doherty sharing that story about her daughter Ruthie running out the front door of her house and was playing in the front yard and the ball rolled out in the street and Ruthie couldn't see it, but there was a car coming speeding down the road the same time the ball came across the street Mm. and she was running toward the street to go get the ball and her neighbor across the street saw her and yelled ruthie stop Mm. and she stopped immediately and that car went flying by Mm. and because of that instant obedience you know that had Mm -hmm. that she had learned right right you know it's it saved her life yeah well one of the scriptures that that we raised you on and prayed over you. I, I've got uh, scriptures all about children that I that I pulled out of the Bible, but I've I've personalized them. And one of them is Daniel chapter one verses nineteen and twenty, and I put your name in this verse. And I've shared this with many parents, but I just wanted to, to share it right now. But it says, and the king conversed with them, and um, these are all the the exiles that were brought in uh, to him. Uh, The king conversed with them, and among them all, and among them all, none was found like Rebecca and Zach Johnson. So insert Mm. your child's name in there. None was found like my child's name. Therefore, they were assigned to stand before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding concerning which the king asked them, he found them to be ten times better or wiser than all the learned magicians and enchanters who were in his whole realm. Of course, that was the at time, that time of, that was of Daniel the, and Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get a child who was found to be ten times wiser and even stand before a king if they don't have discipline in their life as a, as a small child. Right. Right. So we, we were, we were raising our children to be before great men, our gifts yeah. and our callings. Mm-hmm. And you two are dad and I's gifts that God gave us your, your, your good yeah. gifts that God gave us, gave us. But then we to the world give our children as gifts and so our gifts bring them before, you know, open doors and bring you before great people. Yeah. Well, how are you going to get before those great people mm-hmm. if you have no discipline in your life? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not cute at, 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 
at four. <laughs> it may be cute at four, yeah. well, but ask rules. yourself: is that same is that same behavior <coughs> going to be cute at twelve? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You trans it translates from home mm-hmm. to every other part of your life. You know, if you're not obedient at home, you won't be obedient with your teacher. You won't be obedient with your boss. You won't yeah. be obedient with the government. So when I was a school teacher, I used to hear parents say, <laughs> with, "Well, they never police. act, they never <laughs> act that way at home." And I'm like, "They're they're not smart enough to be two different people. Uh, how they act, like like you just said, how they act in public is how they're acting at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So parents need to open up their eyes and say, "Wait mm-hmm. a minute, if this isn't, if I don't." like this now am i gonna like this two mm-hmm. or three years from now mm-hmm. same thing in adults lives yeah. i mean we say the same thing but you know right now of course we're talking about children but it it it, it bears witness or i mean we're not children. just talking about children though like correction is for every mm-hmm. person it ever is. you never grow out of no. correction mm-hmm. and it says no. in proverbs 12 1 i have two scriptures one in proverbs 12 1 it says if you love learning you love the discipline that goes with it how it short how short how short-sighted to refuse correction. And then Proverbs 13, 1 says, A wise son or daughter desires a father's discipline, but the know-it-all never listens to correction. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, even being in our 20s now, years and years away from correction, right? Wow. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are now under bosses and different coverings mm, in yeah. companies and Authorities things in your life. and i mean we i see people all the time that just can't stand correction can't stand i mean or just just, just basic instruction mm-hmm. yeah just direction and really mm-hmm. it is <laughs> all about how are you going to grow and like live and evolve and be a blessing to this world if mm-hmm. you're not willing to change or be teachable or learn something new mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you know it's just It says in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13 in the Amplified, And all my children shall be disciples taught by the Lord and obedient to his will. And great shall be the peace and undisturbed composure of your children. So being a disciple means you have to be disciplined Mm -hmm. to be taught. And so great will be your peace. And Mm -hmm. that's a promise from God, from his word, that discipline brings Oftentimes, you know, I mean, of course, it's it's very uh, humbling when when somebody compliments you on your kids and how they act and 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 their uh, poise and the type of people that they've become. And you know, we've oftentimes gotten comments about you you guys. And no, just a oh wow! I knew I was branching out there making that statement. Bless up, humility, humility. And, uh, but, yes, but I would get asked, you know, and what did you do at home? How did you raise your kids? And we began to, I began to share with them about how we, you know, we used what the Bible said to use. We Mm -hmm. did apply the love rod. Now that wasn't all the time. I mean, that wasn't every little thing. I mean, it may have felt like it at at some weeks, you know, (laughs) but, but there there were times it was more often than not, but, uh, but there, you know, it wasn't. And every day, every hour, the type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I would just share with them what we did. And then they would just look at me like, uh, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> You're crazy, man. And, I, and I'm like, well, I mean, do you want the results that you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you what I did. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm telling you what the Bible yeah. said that I read that we just applied. And mm-hmm. so in order to get the results that I see in other people, which, you know, mentors in our lives, we saw their kids and how obedient they were and how 
a heart after God, and they didn't have a time where they just major strayed and yeah. went way, you know, out, and right, then right. God had to pull them back. You know, I didn't see that in their kids. And I said, yeah. man, Lord, that's what we want in our kids. Mm-hmm. And and when I saw that, I realized we would have to do what mm-hmm. what they did to get the results that mm-hmm. they had. Yeah, and yeah. our words were so important to us. <clears throat> we always told you what we wanted you to do. Yeah. Not what you were doing currently. Mm. Or I hear some parents say, oh, my child, blah, 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 you know, and I'm just, and it's negative. And it's like, no, stop saying that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to speak forth what you want to see in your children. Right. And every child hears junk outside of their home. And most of the time, they're so young, they don't really understand the context. And there's never a good context for a curse word. No. But if that would ever pop up, I would just say, no, we're not going to use that word. We're going to use this word instead. And I would even say that to other children who were not my children who came into my house. But the party was always at our house. Mm -hmm. And the whole neighborhood came to our house. We had home court advantage. I remember one time when, like, we obviously we don't say oh my god you know or anything and it's funny to me how right now it's like tons of people are saying that yeah like our generation Mm -hmm. but it's coming out in like that way of of like oh i just love jesus so much i can say it type thing behind them anyways but we don't say that and so we grew up (laughs) not even saying oh my gosh yeah and so one time i was being babysat kind of Mm -hmm. and do you remember oh yeah you were too and it was during praise and worship time. Wow. Zach was Mom's not like, even talking I remember it like it was yesterday. And you impressed. came out and you were just like, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And oh I was like, <laughs> you've been at church the whole day. Like, what, if what you happened? know me, I always say, oh my word. Or oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my word. Oh my word. Oh my it was, it was just the nursery worker. <laughs> he had a young teenage nursery worker. Nothing against her. That's just what she knew. Yeah. But in our home, and I used to tell you guys, nice. in our home, this mm. is our so standard. So easy to pick it up. Yeah. We're not gonna. We choose not to use these certain words. Mm-hmm. We don't look down on other people who use them. No. That's just not what people chose. Yeah. But yeah. for us, so don't be saying that around my dining room table, um, my, my children. But, what but if I, I remember that. What so if I, I just, use it in like the goofy voice, like "Oh, young gorsh," uh, oh, okay. or not? Oh, yeah, let's not. <laughs> yeah. Dad's like, no, not on the podcast. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Crop that here's out. a here's a great great scripture that I love: Isaiah forty four <laughs> verses three and four. And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants, and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. And there's more where that came from. I just have scripture after scripture after scripture that I that I speak over my children. And there's also a priestly blessing in Numbers chapters, uh, chapter 6. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. Yes. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Mm. And there's many more where that came from, Preach but there's it. also scriptures that I've started seeking out the past five years about your spouses, because you, we've been grooming you, but you know what? Read those, someone honey. else is someone yeah. else is grooming break out the couple our, scriptures our, you know? our children's like, spouses mm, yes jesus <laughs> sure, yes sure. guys correction here's are we one. talking about correcting our spouses yeah <laughs> i just wanted to hear this change them lord change them spouses uh second peter verse uh, chapter one verses five to seven this is a list of qualities 
that I want your spouses, that we want your spouses to have, that yeah. you want your spouses to have. Take notes. For this very reason, adding to your diligence, there's one, oh. em- employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue. That, that, and virtue is excellence, resolution, future spouse, Christian are listening? energy. Are you listening? And in exercising <laughs> virtue, <laughs> so we've got diligence and virtue, develop knowledge. Which is intelligent. Oh, you they, want an intelligent spouse. Oh, they got to yeah. be smart. They can't. Oh, yeah. No oh, yeah. for dumb people. And in exercising knowledge, develop self-control. How do they Amen. respond? How do they the act? Wow, we Sorry, are. We, yes. Speaking on this oh, subject, brother. here we go. <laughs> uh, this is Put on your seatbelt. So many girls that I talk to, though, it's all about, which it's true. I used to say this, too. Like, oh, what are you looking for in your future spouse? What's your list? You know, and all that. The and the list. first thing I hear recently is, um, well, he's got to be a Christian and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And for me, I started thinking about it and I was like, wait a second. That shouldn't even be on my list. Like, duh, he's going to be a yeah. Christian. Yeah. Duh, you know, yes. That's a given. He has and to be a yes, Christian. He's going to speak in tongues. And so I'm like, okay, let's be more specific. Yeah, like, that's good. I want great chemistry with him. You know, I literally want to have great chemistry and have just a wonderful time with each other. That mm-hmm. it's not just, oh, I really like you and love you and so i'm gonna like that forever it's like no i want to enjoy doing things with right. them mm-hmm. yeah and then be a friend and all that stuff so, so yeah these so, qualities so, are good keep so going mom. diligence virtue <laughs> knowledge self-control steadfastness yeah. which that's patience and endurance you don't want them falling in the middle of the of the, of the race of life you want them to keep moving on yes. and they you develop godliness which is piety and in exercising godliness, develop brotherly affection Receive and it. develop Christian what? love. Brotherly, so piety, bro- brotherly affection. Piety just simply means <laughs> it's a standard or conventional belief. You want them to know what they yes. believe. They oh. are convinced that nothing can separate them from the love Christ of God. Us up. <laughs> so anyway, so those are some list of qualities for your spouse. And then here's you want noble character. Here's yes. a whole list of a whole. Oh my goodness, we can hand. start a college elective on one minute, on mom. This. One minute. Okay. Well, I. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so now we're going to go into <laughs> our grandchildren. So now, now we're going to focus on yeah, our grandchildren. grandchildren. Whoa. <laughs> hey, don't wow. think we're not so, already thinking ahead. But we oh, have yeah. been praying no for way. your spouses no from no the way. moment you were born because yeah, we, we had this, this baby song that we would play whenever it was time to put you down for a nap or for the end of the day. And one was talking about <laughs> this baby's spouse. And when dad first heard <laughs> that song, he was like, I can't listen to that because it's talking about giving my baby girl, of course, away. when she's grown up. I, I just got her. <laughs> <laughs> you want me like, to give her I'm away? Like, yeah. I'm like, well, okay. don't you want our children to, to experience experience the amazing marriage that we've had? And so he'd be like, well, yeah, okay, but I don't want to think about it for 20 years, you know. Well, yeah. here we are. Yeah, and it's still not <laughs> happening, Dad. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. I am here. Here well, we are. It'll we happen it. soon Thompson enough. Thompson. That's right. Yeah, we're here. We are all still sitting around the table. Okay, wrap this up. Family four. Yeah, so that was good correction. I think it's interesting that wow, we basically had throwback time. <laughs> really? I mean, for real? baby correction. I was thinking, you know, baby. Okay, let's talk well, about adult correction. Next time we talk about correction, Zach needs to come up with a better that, story. Yeah. What? Hey, well, my candy deal. story that is, is great. Right. I don't know if you even <laughs> mentioned this, but this was a this was kind of like a, a, a blind 
uh, theme. So whenever we start these conversations, you're not telling us what we're talking yeah. about until no. we're in. Yeah. So, so mommy, you were on it. Well, mom's like, yes. So by prepared. That, <laughs> page, page 47, kids, column three, <laughs> sentence two, <laughs> word number five. Here we go. Well, we're like, whoa. Children, and I was just right there. Yeah, job, she wasn't though. prepared. While we're on she the just, subject of she kids. She has a prayer book that, yeah. you know, has, that she prays over the entire family. She keeps a journal. And so that's a great way to reference. And and we encourage it. You know, I, I'll, I'll never forget when we went to a conference and we heard Kirby John Caldwell speak. And, and he said, he, he talked about vision mm-hmm. and he talked about most of us have a vision for our, for our career. We have a vision for our business. We have a vision for our ministry. Mm-hmm. He said, but how many of us have a vision for our family? Mm. And that convicted my heart because, and I began to, we began to pray, Lord, what is our vision for our family? Because, you know, I mean, we were living the dream at the time. We had our two-story house and our two automobiles our and, two our, and our two dogs and our two dogs and our great jobs. Two kids. And oh, here you go. <laughs> but that's not that's not a vision for your family. That's stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Those are that's all things. Yeah. But what's the vision for your family? Where do you want to see your kids mm-hmm. when they, you know, when they turn eighteen, when they go off to college, when they go and they fulfill what God has in store for their lives? Mm-hmm. What do you want to see? in them so so you you can do it so that that prayer journal is a real when our children got 18 we did not release them we affirmed them yeah yeah and who they were who they were i think it's really important that um because we've talked about a lot about correction (coughs) and that you know that makes your kids obedient and everything which is great but it also set us um it it set us up for the rest of our life it set a course yeah it set a course and it um it was like, yes, that extra obedience, but then it was really claiming it as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to decide to do this. And in the beginning, I mean, being a, a child, you don't really totally understand it. But then as you're growing up, you're like, I wow, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that was a foundation set in my life because I am able to take it. And it's now constructive criticism. It's okay. I need to fix this part of my life. You know, I need mm-hmm. to um, give into this, you know, more. I need to read more. I need to study. I need to pay more attention at work. I need to, you know. It's easier to take correction when you receive yes. correction. Oh, exactly. For sure. And then mm-hmm. also, I mean, grow up, grow up a child in the way that they should go. That whenever they are that age, you know that they will not depart from it. You can't just confess that over your kids. You also got to be actively apply it, doing yeah. things. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'll never forget what the Lord spoke to me that really rocked my world. It was I was spending a lot of time just praying and seeking the Lord for wisdom. I was like, Lord, I need wisdom, 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 wisdom. Lord, I need wisdom. Give me wisdom. You know, I need wisdom on this situation. Mm-hmm. And God finally stopped me one day, and He was like, Hey, I've given you wisdom. From the moment you asked for it, I gave it to you. Mm. Are you using it? Mm-hmm. He was like, it's yours, but you're not using it. Yeah. Wow. And so you feel like you're lacking it because it's not being fruitful because you got that tool in your belt, but you're not using it. Yeah. You know, and so whenever it comes to correction and I mean, I'm not a parent, but I can, I mean, just seeing it from the side of, you know, you look at your kids and you don't just want to confess things. I mean, confession is key. Confession is such a huge deal. But you got to back that up with action. Mm. Yeah. You know, you can't just say, my kids are going to turn out great and then not correct them <laughs> their right. entire lives. And mm-hmm. then they grow up and, you know, they hate you. And it's like, well, where did I go wrong? You know? And yeah. so it's like back that up and actively be, you know. This has been a long minute. Really? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we could definitely keep going on here. But 
so many times parents don't want to be the bad guy in their minds. They want their kids to like them. That's why they don't want to discipline them. But yeah. I know this is for another mm-hmm. podcast. But be a real, true person of your word. And when you, when you discipline your children, they will love you because yes. they'll see that you are a true person. That's good.